1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier of Bleacher Report. Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Moser. Once again, I'm joined by the one and only Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. You can also listen to him on his show, the How About Them po- Podcast, as well as the Blogging the Boys Podcast. Landon, how you doing tonight, sir?
0: Well, uh, I've been better. <laughs> I tell you that, but uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm glad we're here together to commiserate on this terrible, terrible day.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, just to, to let you guys know how how we were feeling yesterday is we didn't even feel up to do a podcast. We didn't even feel like to. We didn't even want to get together to argue, and that's our favorite thing to do. So you no, know it's that not. we're pretty – I'm, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. No, I'm well, just kidding. I, just had to, I had you know to argue. <laughs> I had to argue. I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry.
1: <laughs> all right. So we're going to get into all that kind of stuff. But uh, before we do that, this Thursday edition of the Locked on Cowboys podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Just use the promo code Locked On at MyBookie.ag. Um, tomorrow we are going to preview the Cowboys' upcoming game with the Kansas City Chiefs. But today we are going to be spending most of the show talking about Ezekiel Elliott. Um, In case you've been living under a rock for the past few days or have just been avoiding Twitter like Landon, uh, Ezekiel Elliott's request for an injunction was denied on Monday night and then on Tuesday afternoon. His appeal of that decision was also denied. He's currently waiting to hear back from the Second Circuit uh, in kind of a last-ditch effort to try to get back on the field Uh, from basically everybody we've talked to. It, it, this is likely going to end in Zeke serving a six-game suspension, one way or the other, um, starting this week. Um, but before we get to all that, uh, w- we need to talk about something that happened on Monday night, and that's a tweet that I sent out. Um, oh. So I, I just want, to, yeah, so I just want to take the next five minutes to kind of explain what happened because uh, it, it needs explaining. Um, this is not an excuse. This is this is actually what happened. So uh, at about, I think the court hearing was at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Is that correct? That sounds right. So 6 p.m.? Yeah. Uh, Zeke went into uh, his appeal in the, the hearing, and after they got out, which was about, I believe, 7.30, um, I made contact with somebody on Ezekiel Elliott's team, um, and they said – Heard all good things. We should have this filed within the hour. Uh, we're going to win this case. Okay. Um, Talked to somebody inside the office who said, yes, the appeal is going to be uh, finished within half an hour. Good for Elliot. So I tweeted out uh, this exact tweet, heard from a very good source that Ezekiel Elliot should win his appeal. Decision coming soon. Um, I left it on there for a while. Um, during that time, uh, the Ezekiel Elliott's legal staff brought him into an SUV and had him wait there for what they thought was going to be about 15, 20 minutes, bring him, they were going to bring him back into the court, have him basically sign the paperwork and have him get on a flight that night that they already had scheduled because they were that confident that he was going to win. They were going to try to get him back to Dallas as soon as possible. Well, after an hour went by, they started to get worried. And then two hours went by. And then three hours went by, and Zeke is now still sitting in this SUV um, not hearing anything. Uh, I left the tweet up, and about 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, this Judge Falia rules that Ezekiel Elliott's injunction request has been denied, and uh, basically it's over for Zeke. So... People were saying that uh, we had a made-up source, this is blah, 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 blah. And I get it. You can't tweet out wrong information because people will come after you, and that's just not what you do as a journalist. You don't put out wrong information. Um, But let me preface by saying this, though, that this was a shock. This decision was a shock by both the NFL and Zeke sides. Neither side anticipated uh, that this was going to be the ruling at all. And we even joked on Twitter... I remember me and you talking about how this was going to be. You know, everybody already knew the decision. Let's just get this over with and go in. We kind of all thought that this was a uh, a ruling that or a hearing that didn't really need to happen because we already kind of knew uh, what the result was. Uh, the senior judge already ruled on this case. They were just waiting for a lower judge in the same office to make that same ruling. That didn't happen. Um, this Judge Falia decided to completely disregard a lot of the information uh, that Zeke's crew brought up um, and again I mean I take full responsibility this was a the, the source was wrong it, it wasn't a made up source it wasn't an, an incorrect source it was just it happened to be wrong so if you guys have any questions I'm, I'm open to always ask you guys can always ask me I'll, I'll talk to you about it, about it you can find me at Marcus underscore Moser I'm not afraid to talk about it so please do so
0: let me let, then, I'm gonna give you a couple yeah, of minutes let me, let, let, me so, let me chime in too because in, in Marcus's defense uh you know and in my defense because you know I, I I tweeted out something to the extent of um can you just go ahead and announce this? We all know that you're gonna give it to us uh, blah 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 I mean, I was that confident because my sources were telling me the same thing, and I don't think Marcus and I have the same sources. I mean Marcus has sources on both sides. I had sources. Uh, that were, you know, with Zeke's crew and 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 it it no one felt like this, and, and I think that they've been pretty realistic about their chances about things at times, um, and unless you know, obviously the extreme has happened, um, and the extreme has happened at least two different times in this case. Like I I, I like I I you know I, I think that you were definitely not. The only person, and if you, anyone spends any amount of time on Twitter, like there were tons of people who expected this PI to be a slam dunk, because the fact that the, the 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 level of you know the level of 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 you know requirements to get the TRO was the same level of requirement to get the PI, and 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 you know she sure. she filia tried to make it sound like that the, the only reason that that tro happened was because the senior court uh senior judge was was giving deference to the the you know the the judge who was actually supposed to be hearing uh this whole case uh but she was on vacation so so you know look I, i think it is what it is it's was blunt force trauma when it came down the other way um you know it's uh um, you know, look. We you know, we could, we could just go ahead and start having the conversation about the the whole thing. It's it's another situation where the NFL cannot get a disciplinary situation correct, and it's and it's correct. pathetic, and because all they've done is spray the dartboard with all kinds of just terrible different throws all over the place, except for dead center, you know, bullseye. And, you know, it's, it's, it's so – and, and, and I, you know, I talked about this on one of the other pods too. The thing that makes this so disgusting is that the NFL does this in some sort of like self-righteous – you know, uh, under the guise of, uh, I don't know, justice, I guess. I don't know what, 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 what right they think they have you know, imbued by the power of, of their sponsors that <laughs> they get to hand down, you know, uh, judgments on people that, that they are guilty despite not being proven guilty uh, in a court of law. Uh, uh something you know this is different than potentially cheating at football you know this is this is this is calling somebody in public a domestic uh abuser and
1: one of the worst things you can call somebody you
0: might as well, i mean you might as well just call him a child molester or a murderer it's just the, the next worst thing mm-hmm. and um and so you know after not only you know not being righteous and, and you know, this whole thing being started by the fact that they, you know, they punished Zeke, gave Zeke six games despite the fact that they didn't have any hard evidence that any of this happened and all the, all the circumstantial evidence they had was murky at best. And they, you know, and this whole thing started because they gave Ray Rice two games despite video evidence of him dragging somebody, you know, <laughs> up and down the stairs and whatever happened there and let's be clear I'll, and, Ray I'll rice, go,
1: and Ray Roy, rice told Goodell exactly what happened exactly and he's, and he's still sustained and and, and
0: and I'll even go a step further than that the NFL was directly involved in trying to you know cover up instances of of domestic violence while players you know while Josh Brown was at the pro Bowl. You know, the the NFL, Mm -hmm. where NFL security was culled by the the victim, for God's sakes. And and, and even then, you know, Josh Brown got one game. So, you know, I mean, like, for them to pursue this uh, so vehemently when, you know, they clearly knew that they were wrong, they clearly knew that what they're doing was wrong, they're not even trying to defend. whether or not what they did was morally correct, or or you know, absolutely, or be yes. they're just trying to defend whether they have the right to be jerks, whether they have the right to be, uh, you know, just these, you know, Judge Ray Moores who who just you know could you know, just hand down you know hangings because they because now they're you know they're in a hanging mood and and before they were they were you know lenient. It's 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 so it's so ridiculous. It's so upsetting that like and and again it's just the next in a line of terrible jobs by the NFL who has clearly proven themselves completely unable of 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 properly adjudicating these situations. They may be able to find information and gather information, but they're not able to to deal with the they're not able to simultaneously deal with the judicial and correct and you know, fair to the player side of it, while also handling the public relations, trying to protect the shield side of it as well, because no one should be asked to do that. The, the law is never asked to do that. No one that is ever putting judgment on another human being has ever had to have, or should ever have an ulterior motive that is also affecting your judgment. That the, the whole process is sick and disturbing and, and and again, like it, uh, and I said it on Twitter, and I'm I'm gonna repeat it again here. I don't. I, I'm really reevaluating my whole association with all of this after the season because I it's it, it really is this this upsetting to me that this kind of thing isn't isn't gonna get better. It, like th- that's the only thing about this Marcus that makes this so upsetting is that there was hope that this was going to be a wedge that in, in which that the NFLPA could have hopefully destroyed the process of which the NFL had the ability to um, punish players for stuff that they frankly have no business punishing players for um, Absolutely. and 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 and, th- and now not only is that destroyed but th- their their position is now further strengthened in the courts uh, so they're they're even more dug in and so – I mean it's, it's gotten so disgusting now that like it's, it's hard to defend anything the NFL does, especially when you combine it with the way that they've ha- – ter- the way that they've handled the, the, the anthem protests, the way that they've handled really just everything. Roger Goodell is an, is an utter failure as a, as a uh, commissioner um, and the owners have somehow taken the goose that has laid the golden egg and are slowly poisoning it, and, and, and I, I, really do, I really do wonder if the league has, if the league hasn't just cut twenty to twenty-five years off of their
1: life. Let's pause really quickly so I can tell you guys about Pro Football Focus. Uh, if you haven't done so already, just a reminder: take a couple minutes out of your day, go to iTunes, leave a review for the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, and make sure you include your Twitter handle, and you'll be eligible to win a free. Pro Football Focus Ed subscription. Uh, You're going to have access to NFL player grades, snap counts, positional ranks, fantasy projections, rankings, tools, and charts, as well as NFL draft coverage with PFF profile and stats, uh, fantasy, DFS, and NFL draft articles, team and player pages featuring PFF stats. I use Pro Football Focus all the time. It's absolutely incredible. All their stats and rankings are uh, a must-have for any football watcher and lover again all you guys have to do is go to itunes leave a review and your twitter handle and you'll be eligible to win a free pro football focus Ed subscription
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: One thing that really stuck out to me through this whole process is Jocena Anderson of ESPN. um, She tweeted out that an NFL source told her that it sucks for Zeke, but we just got the power that we wanted. So, this isn't about Ezekiel Elliott anymore. this is about this is a bargaining chip. He's basically just a pawn in the game trying to ensure that they have the power to suspend guys whenever they feel like suspending a player. I mean, they could have suspended someone like Jarvis Landry. They could have suspended um, Rashad Hageman in Atlanta, but those kind of guys aren't going to play to the masses. who but who plays to the masses? A superstar on the the on one of the best teams in the in the entire league, Ezekiel Elliott on mean, the Dallas Cowboys. So they they knew what they were doing when they targeted Ezekiel Elliott with this kind of stuff. I mean, we were talking pre-show about Junior Gallette. He got a two-game suspension from the league just uh, like eighteen months ago. He got two games. He was allowed to serve those two games on IR. Just I mean, there's a video of him out on a beach whipping people with. Uh, a belt so essentially as we as we pointed out which essentially means that he didn't get suspended
0: he got no, he, he, he basically he, single game. he basically he basically got a two game two game check fine for whipping Correct. multiple people on a beach uh in public
1: but how many nfl fans know about junior Gillette or care about junior Gillette? And that's what you really have to look at: is why did they choose Ezekiel Elliott? Because everybody knows who he is, and if they're going to pretend like they care about domestic violence, it makes sense to target uh, someone with a high profile, such as Elliott. But see, so, that
0: that gets again to, gets to the point of this whole ulterior motive of a of a judicious body, right? Like our judicial correct. system is not progressive, right? It's I mean, it's it, in the sense that it's not. Your your judgment, your your verdict, your your guilt and or your punishment is not rendered, you know, according to your status in society, according to your stat- Well, in this case, status as a football player, you know, because you know it's rendered based on your level of guilt. It's rendered on based on the level of merit that you're deservant of of punishment. So, like this, this whole thing is is. I mean, this is the definition. I mean, people talk about you know kangaroo courts and you know banana republics. <laughs> the NFL is the best
1: example this, of that. This is what this message. is.
0: This is a court where the where the system is rigged from the beginning. Where the person who is rendering judgment on another human being has an ulterior motive that is not humane or have anything to do with justice in mind. Where justice is very much a second, if not third, concern. In what's going on Absolutely. in these in these in these proceedings, and 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 I think what gets lost in this is again and 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 really, Marcus. I think it's getting lost in the fans too. Is that you know, Ezekiel is a human being. <laughs> like this is, has been his Absolutely. dream, like yeah. his his whole life, and like this is this is his means to make money. And and and, and I, I and yeah, I understand that he makes millions of dollars, and I think that that makes that difficult for people to like you know empathize for him because he's making a lot of money but this just cut his earning potential you know i mean not in half i mean probably more than that i mean how could any team how could any you know organization want to have ezekiel elliott who is a, a, a an accused and in and, and some people's minds convicted now uh a domestic violence uh, a, a, a abuser a d- domestic abuser as their as their as the face of their brand. You know, all those all all that's money's going to Dak now. And 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 not that, you know, Dak isn't a fantastic guy and he deserves it, but but you know if if Zeke really and we have no idea what happened those nights and I mean I think we have a pretty decent idea. And I think that we have a pretty decent idea that the two major bodies investigative bodies that looked into this both didn't think that there was enough to accuse Ezekiel Elliott in you know in any meaningful way that I think that this is I mean this is just short of robbery or fraud I mean I don't know what else to describe this I mean this they have basically stolen a large portion of his livelihood from him um, in the guise of trying to gain more power of Uh, the guys of billionaires trying to gain more power over their millionaires, basically.
1: All right, let's pause really quickly so we can tell you guys about today's sponsor. My bookie has been in the business for years and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, just two business days. Uh, I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to MyBookie. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit with an up to 100% bonus. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: So, I think we need to move on from this this court stuff with Ezekiel because it just gets us more fired up. So, And I, and I think that people want to talk about, or they want to hear about what's going to actually happen on the field. So, let's... Let's go ahead and dive into that. Yeah. Um, how do you expect the Cowboys to handle this absence from Elliott over the next six games? What do you think their plan is at running back, and how do you expect them to adjust their offense without Zeke in the backfield?
0: Well, I mean, I think that one of the things that I think we should throw out right, right away, and, and I've seen a little bit of this on Twitter, and, and this is just so... Like, this is just such a basic football thought that it's like, I just want to like kind of put it out there is that the thing that's not going to save us is Scott Linehan being more creative. You know, like, I mean, like there's this idea that like Scott Linehan needs to be more creative while Zeke's gone in order to, and, and I, and I don't know what that necessarily means, but like I think people need to understand that they've installed their offense the way that they've installed their offense. And they're not, they don't have A, the time, or B, I, I think even the inclination to like completely change up the, the nature of their offense, um, you know, as far as plays and, and, and play calling and that sort of thing. Like, well, play calling is different, but plays, you know, like specifically, I don't think they have any interest in doing that. So I think we should kind of put that notion a little bit out. I, I think. W- the way that they're likely going to try to handle this is by you know a, 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 a assortment of how they you know how they kind of balance the the load of the run game with the running backs, um, but also I think that they're going to supplement a certain amount of Zeke's production with the short passing game and and with um, you know maybe Witten. I mean it's it's really awful that Beasley's out this week, but.
1: I think Beasley Well, we don't know if he's out for sure. Well, I mean
0: or at least he, it, he
1: just mispractices. It, it, it's,
0: it's, it's not great. I mean that's I guess that was what I more on I meant that it's it, it doesn't However, it looks for him playing. If he can't play, that's not great because I think that he would Correct. also be a large beneficiary of of targets here um because of uh, of you know uh, Zeke's absence. I just think that what you have to do is your offense remains the same. I just think that the responsibility to move the ball shifts to different aspects, and and not necessarily just the running backs, but also uh, different aspects of the short passing game, specifically. Obviously, is, is the first first one um, because I think the thing that you're gonna miss. I mean, the, the things that you won't be able to replace probably is that Zeke will get can get you chunk runs uh, with ver- with very little perfection in the blocking game. I guess is the best way to put it. So, there could be one or two busts, and Zeke could still bust a big run. You know, there, I mean, there could be one or two busts, like in the blocking, and and Zeke could still manage to make uh, create a big run of it. I think with with Morris and with with uh, Smith and with McFadden, you need a lot closer to perfect blocking on a play in order f- to get like a big chunk play out of out of out of them. So. And-
1: can I can I jump in here really please, yeah. quickly? In in some ways having Zeke serve the suspension in the middle of the season is better than having it serve in the beginning of the season. Because that line was not playing particularly well in the first four weeks of the year. Now that they've had half a season to kind of get going, and they've kind of got an answer at left guard, it seems like they're going to play Jonathan Cooper. I I think they're more equipped to handle having a backup running back in the game now, as opposed to the first month of the season. Would you agree with that? I
0: definitely agree, and and I'll take it even a step further. I I think that their new kind of propensity for uh, including more trap plays, um and and their ability to kind of uh get the ball outside with with guys on the move and pulling and that sort of thing i think that's going to be helpful uh for a guy like uh Mcfadden and, and you know the, the the carries that he's going to get because i think that you know one of the reasons you know that they they made Mcfadden the inactive week to week is because Morris obviously showed out maybe slightly more in in training camp, but also I think they wanted Morris to win the job because Morris fits what they want to do more. Um, You know, as far as the wide zone and the inside zone, and 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 he's more of a zone, a successful zone runner. Where, um, you know, I think McFadden's going to need more power. I I think that now that they've gotten the zone going where they want to go, and they've added in some more power, uh, more we've just seen more traps than we've seen. At least last game, and whether that continues or not, but I see more traps than what we've seen in a long time. Uh, and if that continues, then I think that that's going to play to all three of these running backs. Uh, and I, you know, look, I, I think that ultimately, I think that what, what you're, what we're asking here, what we want to talk about, is some sort of overarching strategy for how to replace Zeke. And I don't know that that's how it gets looked at. I think what really happens is that. You just go into each week looking at your opponent through the lenses of realizing that you don't have Ezekiel Elliott on your team. I think that if you know the, I think this idea that we're gonna go in and and Alfred Morris is gonna get, okay, well Zeke got normally twenty five carries, so Morris, you're gonna get ten carries, and uh, Smith, right. you're gonna get five carries, and and McFadden, you're gonna get five carries, and you know Dak, you're gonna just take two more extra carries and. Like, I, I, that's, there's not, like, a set formula for that. I think ultimately they're going to look at who they're playing, the defenses they're playing week to week, figure out the best way to attack them. I think the thing that they have to realize is that they still need to rely heavily on the run game because their defense may not necessarily be able to hold up otherwise. But the other side of that is, I mean, how, how good is your defense now? Like, that's one thing I, I really – I don't know. You know, like, I mean, that def- the defensive line seems to be getting better at times. And so I, I think they still definitely need situational. the. I think they still need good team football. They still need help from the offense to keep, keep them off the field. But I think another portion of what Zeke provides to this team that's going to need to be picked up is going to need to be picked up by the defense.
1: Yeah, and one of the things that I'm really looking forward to, and maybe looking forward to is the wrong way to put it, but I'm looking forward to seeing how Dak is going to handle all this, because there's been so many questions over the first part of his season, or first part of his career, actually. Well, he, he wouldn't play this well if he didn't have Ezekiel Elliott. Now we're going to get to see him, uh, and I think this is going to be a huge six weeks for Uh, Dak, I talked about this before, early in Brady's career, and I don't remember the year off the top of my head, but he lost uh, his starting running back, um, and and they had basically no rushing game at all, and it kind of forced Brady to kind of grow quickly. I'm curious to see, how does Dak handle uh, maybe this extra pressure or workload? Uh, does Does he thrive under it, or does the Cowboys' offense kind of falter? I mean, I know they're probably not going to be the same offense with without Zeke, it's it would be impossible to expect that. But can he put up 24, 27 points against some of these better teams like Kansas City and Atlanta? I mean, I think he can, but I'm going to be curious to see how he does it. Um, any really quick thoughts on Dak and how he's going to handle uh, these next six games without Zeke? Bryce Butler. Yeah, I think that now we're talking. I think the
0: guy that is going to be the the beneficiary, the most you know personnel wise, snap wise from this. I mean, obviously the running backs, but that's because they have a job to do. But the guy who may be the most surprising because of the way that all the other dominoes fall is Rice Butler. I I I think that ultimately what may happen is that y- you start seeing. And I, I hope that they do this, but it, I th- they they'll need Bryce Butler more because they're going to need more of the chunk plays, and Bryce has obviously proven to be able to to be able to do that. Um, but I, I think also what could be key, and and if uh, Beasley's um, head injury lingers, or if the concussion lingers in any way, and even if it doesn't, I think you should start experimenting more with. Having Dez in the slot, having uh, Bryce outside, and having Terrence on the other side, and running running combinations from that, because I, I really mm-hmm. think that Butler gives you something as an X that maybe even Dez doesn't give you as far as uh you know pure speed down the field, and um, and I think that you know if you're gonna get a running game that is going to, um. Succeed, I think it's not going to be by. I think the, the 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 key thing is that the Cowboys are good at formation with with multiple formations, and that's good. But if you're going to be able to back, going to want to back these guys out of you know run stuffing, you know eight man, eight nine man boxes. You're going to need something on the back end to push those safeties back, and and at this point, if you don't have Bryce Butler, now is that time that you really need that seam buster that you talked about. Now is that time that that if you're talking about a pure passing offense, that you're going to need somebody to kind of back those teams off a little bit in order to give your running game realistic numbers because you you trust your running, you trust your offensive linemen certainly against good odds. It's just when they're out. When it's one extra man, that's when you the, you test the metal of your running backs, and that's where you're missing Ezekiel Elliott.
1: Yeah, and I think Dak in this game, or not just this game, but the next six games, I think he needs to use his legs a lot, and not necessarily carrying the ball ten to twelve times a game, but he needs to keep defensive keep defenses honest by. Uh, I mean, we see it every single week with the the play action boots. I mean, just keep running those type of plays, so that you know the ends can't crash down on Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden. Uh, use him on, you know, some of that read option they use, or uh, you know, the read option where the the, the excuse me, the tight end kind of comes out and protects Prescott. I, yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think those type of plays are going to be, be big because they got to find ways to win on first down. I, that's really where I'm nervous. I, I'm nervous about when they get into first down, how are they going to get four yards and stay ahead of the chains? Uh, I'm not convinced Morris and McFadden are going to be able to do that consistently and I think this is what people are talking about being more creative with Scott Linehan. I know you don't like it when people <coughs> say that but well, I think finding finding different ways to get just trying to find different ways to get five yards I, I posted on Twitter today a bunch of different ways that you can use the jet sweep to basically set up other plays I think that's kind of what people mean is can he find ways to get chunk yardage on yardage on first down to get Dallas out of these long second second and you know, 10 and 3rd and 10s. Can he find a way to get them into manageable down and distances without Zeke?
0: Yeah, and I, I think that, that where you're going to get your creation, uh, I mean, your creative uh, aspect is, is is from formation, is from personnel. Yes. personnel. Yep. I, I don't think you're going to get it necessarily out of uh, – you know, I mean, you know, maybe they'll add a jet sweep in, in here or there, but they're not going to start. I don't think running it every single play, and, and and also because I don't, I don't know that that necessarily is is going to. I don't think you have anyone who's going <laughs> to run the jet sweep consistently. Great that that it's going to be a weapon. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it may be a good constraint, but I think what the what you're going to need is you're going to need to be more concerned about the the personnel that you're. That you're putting out on the field and how the defense is responding to it, and then taking more, being more concerted, uh, cons, you know, concentrating on the mismatches that you create with personnel and with with uh, um, you know formation, uh, and then exploiting that. Because I I, th- I think at times we don't do that because we have Zeke. You know, you get the guys out there and they're like, we're just going to run the ball because that's what we want to do, and instead now. You are ba- being more, you know heady about it, changing out of a play if you think that you've you got better numbers as, as, a, as a pass. Uh, than maybe you wouldn't then maybe you would if you had Zeke because you, you know you could run the ball.
1: All right, really quickly. The next six games, I'll give you the schedule, uh, and then I want you to predict their record. I know you don't like to do this, mm-hmm. but I'm going to make you. All right, their next six games. They play home against Kansas City. Kansas City is coming off a Monday night game. Uh, Then they play at Atlanta. That's a 4.25 p.m. Eastern time game. Then they play home against Philadelphia on Sunday night football. Then they have another home game against the Chargers, and that's the Thanksgiving game. Then the following Thursday, they have a game against Washington. Uh, That's By the way, there's only been two teams in the history of the NFL that have ever played a Sunday-Thursday-Thursday game. The Cowboys are the only team to do it. Uh, They did it, I believe, in 2014 was the other year they did it. And then they have 10 days rest, and they travel to the Giants uh, to play the second game against New York. So, KC, Atlanta, Philly, uh, Chargers, Washington, Giants. How do you think the Cowboys do with those? I mean, I have no
0: idea what those teams are going to – I have no idea what our team is going to
1: look like in two weeks. That's not what I asked. You just got to predict the record. Come on now. You know how this works.
0: I mean, I'm gonna pick predict three and three because you know everything's a crapshoot, and I feel like fifty percent is how you predict a complete crapshoot.
1: I mean, what do you look? I, Listen, I predicted three and three on Twitter, and everybody gave me crap saying I'm a hater me, and I'm a let pessimist. Let me tell you this: I, I think that they,
0: I think that they have every opportunity to win any one of these games without a doubt, even without Zeke, including the Philadelphia game. I, I, I think the Cowboys can win all of these games I believe I would agree. I believe that I think I, I think that, but I do I I mean is Zeke being the game matter of course it does. I would pick I would pick Dallas to win all these games with Zeke. I don't know that I'm gonna pick Dallas to win all but these games. To be games fair, you
1: picked them to win every single game on this podcast so far this year. That's
0: because I believe that they can win every single game with, with Zeke. <laughs> I mean, they have. They, I, they I, have it's a, a great. Fo- it's a great. They point. have a formula that that travels. They have a formula that's cons- that when executed, it consistently can win. They have the talent. It's it's it, and they've shown that when when the last few games when they've when they've executed. They've they've won, except for you know a, a heroic play by maybe the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL, you know. And so, I, look, I, I, I think it's a lot more of a toss up now without Zeke in a lot of these games. But I think the Cowboys have the ability and the talent absolutely to win every single one of these to win every single one of these games.
1: I'm gonna predict they go two to four, but let me let me say this though. Um, I think this game against Kansas City is the most important of the six, and I'll tell you why. Um, if they beat – I mean, I think most people consider Kansas City a top-five team in the NFL, correct? Right? Man, yeah, uh, I guess so. If Yeah. If, if they beat Kansas City at home without Zeke, I think their confidence would be sky-high for the next five games. I think they would honestly believe they can win any of these games. Um uh, this game is probably going to remind me a lot of the game they played in 2015 against Atlanta. If you remember this game, it's the one I believe it's the first game that Brandon Whedon started for the Cowboys after Romo got hurt. And I kind of thought if they won that game, uh, you would see a team that, that played with a lot of fight and swagger for the, you know until Romo got back. But it just seemed like in that game they started off so hot, they were so fired up and pumped up for that game. And then they lost it in the second half, and from that point on, everything started to snowball. And that can happen in the NFL, and especially with this t- the schedule they have. So I think this is the most important game. Even if they, even if it's close, and the Cowboys lose by three at the end, I, I think that'll give them a lot of confidence that hey, we can compete with the best team in the league or uh, one of the best teams in the league, even without our star running back. But if they get swept off the field and it's not even close. I think it's fair that they could have some problems going forward. So any last thoughts on this Ezekiel Elliott situation before we head out? Nope. Go Cowboys. All right, go Cowboys. I hope I hope we can get you back into a, a better mood on Friday. This I don't like the, uh, depressed pessimistic Landon. This is no fun.
0: I mean, you know, it's pretty it's pretty dark out there. It's it's a it's a sad sad situation that's going on and I think, you know, there's not a lot of not a lot of sunlight on that. I mean, the look. I'm still a Cowboys fan. I got nothing but love for for my team. <laughs> but you know, it's it's ugly the league they play in, and and you know, it's not something that I want to wait in too much longer.
1: Alright, that's how we'll end this show today. Yeah. That's it for today's show. <laughs> this edition of the Locked On Cowboys podcast was brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Get into all the action with MyBookie for the match or deposit with an up to 100% bonus. Just use the promo code On, And we'll be back on Friday to preview the Cowboys matchup with the Chiefs. We'll make sure we're talking about all the fun matchups to have. I actually think the Cowboys have a decent chance to win this game, and I'll explain that why uh, tomorrow. So uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys right back here tomorrow.